What's going on, bro? What's up, man? Not much. Not much. Uh, I just heard that uh, Patricia got uh, is getting rehired by the Patriots, though. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's uh, going back uh, after spending about what five years with the Patriots from 2012 to 2017. He goes to the Lions and does absolutely not shit, and then. Now he's rehired. I mean, are they rehiring him as a defensive coordinator again? Or are they going to do, like, you know, uh, something like else, like a linebacker coach or well, make maybe a safety coach? They were going to hire him based off his performance in Detroit. They should uh, employ him as a custodian. But, uh, no, nah, I'll probably be defensive coordinator. Well, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't – I could see him being a – I think he played offensive line when he was a player, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him coach linebackers or D-line. Oh, who did he play for? I I don't know. Actually, let me I could probably look it up real quick, but it's some uh let's see. Because I feel like Patricia would be like a dope ass player because of how big he was. You could tell that like he lost all that muscle mass and it turned into fat, but like he was probably big as fuck. Oh my god, dude. I do not even know how to say this. Rensselaer Polythetic Institute. I don't know. Sounds like a school for people much smarter than you and I. What is it like a division like three school? I'm not. I'm really not sure. <laughs> it's in. Uh, it's in New York. Oh, okay. Private. It's. Oh my gosh. Looks like a castle. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Patricia goes to the New England Patriots. Will that help their defense in the future? Is the main um, question. Because he did do, do really well in in New England, but when you move him back to New England after his performance as a head coach uh, for the Lions, you kind of look at it like, okay, well, he couldn't coach by himself. He needs Belichick basically. <laughs> to be he he doesn't need just Belichick he needs somebody at the helm of the coaching staff like he needs to be under somebody he only performs well when he's under somebody honestly from what I've seen right and we can joke about Patricia all we want as much as we like to joke about him as a head coach he's was a very very successful coordinator uh so I mean, that defense for so long was not figured out by the league that, you know, Patricia as a coordinator, Belichick as a head coach. So I think upon returning to New England, they could probably reestablish that defensive dominance they had. But, I mean, yeah, I I, I think he's going to make it. He can't hurt. I'll say that. It's not going to hurt uh New England and Belichick it's definitely not going to hurt him as long as looking at the looking at the news article earlier from ESPN it just they don't say anything about where he's going to like play a role in their coaching staff it just says that he's returning so i mean i guess we're just going to have to wait yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find out soon honestly mm-hmm. i'm surprised he got a job uh, like seriously he was pathetic here Welcome back to Guys Being Dudes. Yeah, seriously. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're just shit-talking our old coach here. Right, yeah. Just uh, oh, It's just kind of what we do. Angry Detroit Lions fans. We got nothing happy to cheer about. We're going to be forever pissed off, honestly. But the I'll, Lions, I feel I'll like. tell you who's got stuff to cheer about. The Kansas people. City Chiefs. 
Right. Yes. The people who live in Kansas City, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo. Or, you know, the the final four of the NFL, the AF, NFC and the AFC championship games, which are taking place this Sunday. So that's really what we're going to break down for you guys today. Uh, we're going to start with the NFC game. Uh, it starts at 3.05. You can find it on Fox. It's going to be Green Bay and Tampa Bay. So Green Bay has kind of had this season kind of where the stars have just aligned for them, in my opinion. I mean, it's been a really difficult year for really the entire league with COVID and all the other added difficulties that come with the NFL season, like injuries, egos, clicks on teams and whatnot. And Green Bay's really kind of just handled things seemingly with no issues at all. I mean, Coach LaFleur in his second year has really bonded with Aaron Rodgers after a lot of alleged, quote-unquote, alleged friction happening between between the two, which appears to be false by now. And Aaron's really has had his best year in a very long time. And uh, I've been listening to a – I listen to a couple podcasts that have Aaron Rodgers on weekly, and he's he attributes a lot of this to uh, – he's kind of like mentally had an awakening in a way. I know it kind of sounds weird, but I guess he's really just gotten his mental health straight in order. And he's said, he he talks a lot about how happy he is in his life. And he really contributes a lot of that to him looking so relaxed and playing so well on the football field, which I, I don't doubt. I mean, I'm sure if your personal life is less stressful, it's better to perform easier to perform perform at work. So that definitely makes sense in my eyes. Aaron Rodgers is going nuts this year, man. I mean, he's got 48 touchdowns, over 4,000 yards, only five interceptions. And and Devontae Adams is – him and Aaron Rodgers are just clicking right now. I mean, Devontae Adams has 18 touchdowns and over – you know, 1,300 yards and over what? He's got 115 receptions. This is all season stats, by the way. But um, that just shows you. I mean, Devontae Adams only played 14 games too, and he has 1,300 yards with 18 touchdowns and 115 receptions. So, I mean, when you have power or weapons on your offense that are basically have good chemistry with you and can connect with you, on a football level, I mean, and, and there's no stress or no problems in the locker room. You're going to be able to perform the way they're performing this season, and they're just blowing out teams one Dude, by they, one. Their offense is just a hot knife through butter. It doesn't seem to matter who they're playing, where they're playing them, and what kind of weather they're playing them in. I mean, I know the team plays in Green Bay, and they're used to the cold and the snow and stuff like that. But what they did against the Rams last week in that cold weather, I mean, Aaron didn't even look affected at all. No, he, I mean, he said Green he Bay is just long johns because it wasn't even that cold. <laughs> Green Bay has just had so many like difficulties on the defensive end when it comes to like injuries, and their offense has been able to pull them out of the rut in most games and keep up with teams and be able to dominate just because. 
Aaron Rodgers has a cannon of an arm. He's able to just find receivers down the field. He's able to get each first down. He plays each drive like it's his last. And that's what you need from a star caliber player, somebody that's a franchise player that is leading your team. You know, and it's just it's good to see Green Bay play because, I mean, that's the kind of football you want to watch. And to kind of go off of what you were saying about him always hitting his receivers, a lot of times, like, we'll see these star quarterbacks really just kind of center in on one receiver and kind of get that tunnel vision. So with Rodgers, a lot of people, you tend to think that, oh, he probably locks on to Devontae Adams because who wouldn't know want to lock on to Devontae Adams? He's one of the best probably, I mean, I'd say right now he's the best receiver playing like the best receiver in the league, but the pack, the last three games have had a different receiver leading in those three games. So he's clearly not making the mistake of locking on to just one receiver. He's spreading the ball out efficiently, which not only makes it harder on the other team's defense, but you're also making those other receivers happier by getting them more touches, which is creating better locker room chemistry, which, I mean, it just trickles down the line. It makes everything easier when you're distributing as good as Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, he's the best right as the best quarterback in the red zone this year. He led the league in QBR with 121 and a half. I mean, I'll be damned if he doesn't win MVP. I mean, it's lining up for him to win MVP this year. It's It's got to be, man. You're putting up monster stats. You're putting up stats like when you're putting up monster stats – I mean, the media is going to just shine a light on you, and you're most likely going to, like we said in the last episode, and I solely believe this in football. I don't really believe it in basketball, but the media does control the awards when it comes to football, at least in my opinion. Like, we saw straight Lamar Jackson last year, and we know the kind of season Mahomes had, too. And it's to a point where Aaron Rodgers is putting up a statistical like freaking like year, man. And he's just going absolutely nuts. And it's cool to see because I mean, he's just, he's pretty like, he's getting up there in age. He's getting to a point where it's just injuries can really affect his career at this point. And, you know, People at this point washed last year yeah people are calling him washed and like it's because they weren't really performing well and they didn't they miss the playoffs like two years ago or something when the bears i went believe. to the playoffs yeah yeah that's, they, the, that's, that's when the bears that, stole the division that was that one year that trubisky would actually had a successful team yeah he could throw over 10 yards right exactly so and another thing but, that's cr- crazy about oh i'll let you finish go ahead no, I'm, I was just going to switch it to the other end of the matchup, which would be Tampa Bay. Oh, hold and on. But, like, th- one thing that's, like, crazy about Green Bay, like, right before we move on to Tampa Bay, is we just spent all that time only talking about their passing game. Like, no, like, it's just crazy because Aaron Rodgers is so, such a coveting quarterback that draws so much attention. We forget to even talk about Aaron Jones, who's had the best season of his career and is lined up to make an ass load of cash at the end of this year. And their fantastic offensive line, not to mention their great pass rush and their effective secondary. I mean, their linebackers could be better, but they got a nice pass rush with the Smith brothers. And they got a T, not T Grizzly, Rashawn Gary. 
but he looks like T. T. Grizzly. But he T. looks Grizzly. like T. Grizzly. <laughs> T. Grizzly just plays for the Pats now, or for the Packs. For real, yeah, he plays for the Pack. That'd be so funny. <laughs> but no, now you're right. Yes, we can switch it to the other end of the spectrum to Tampa Bay. So I'll let you take it from there. I just want to mention Tom Brady's play in the playoffs right now. How he's Who's you know that? able to find wins. Tom Brady. Yeah, I never heard of him. The goat himself. From your favorite university, Michigan. Oakland University. Did you see what he did to uh, Chase Young when he sent him the signed jersey? What did he say? He put, like, in the number, go blue, and just ah, sent it right to him. Love it. Yeah. Love it. But he's I mean, playing wonderful in the playoffs, so he's able to find wins. I mean, Tom Brady had one hell of a year for himself, too. I mean, he had uh, – what about 4,600 yards this year, 40 touchdowns, but he had a, his interceptions were inflated by 12. I mean, he had 12 interceptions this year, but like you can't really blame him because I mean, Tom Brady is at the age that he is and Tampa Bay doesn't have the most, I mean, they have a good offensive line, but like sometimes like, you know, some people slip through the cracks like Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. So, like, you get that pressure on the quarterback, it's going to force turnovers. And Tom Brady uh, Tom Brady still performs well, though, every single game. I mean, we're, we're talking about Tom Brady and going up against Aaron, Aaron Rodgers in the conference game or in the NFC Championship. And – it's kind of cool to see that he's able to connect with all these young, these young guns and he's been able to have, you know, Ronald Jones having a fantastic, probably his best season in his NFL career, being able to produce on the rushing end. And then you have players like Bray that stepped up in the playoffs and you didn't really expect Bray to be like a factor in the Tampa Bay, like playoff push, but he's been, able to connect with Tom Brady and Tom Brady yet again has found another tight end that's young and that's big and able to get those grind yards. And Tom Brady is the goat. I want to, I want to end on that. He's Mike just the goat. Mike <laughs> drop. Yeah. No, dude, I couldn't agree more, man. He's absolutely lighting it up this year. And I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm a huge Brady fan simply because he went to Michigan. And that's just awesome to me that the greatest quarterback of all time went to, you know, my favorite school, Oakland University. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, so anyways, you're right. Brady is lighting it up. And the Bucs overall are just a super well-rounded team, I feel like. I mean, they have... I mean, Brady's got a lot of weapons to work with, with Godwin and Evans. He does have Antonio Brown. Unfortunately, though, he's going to be out this weekend with a knee injury. So AB is not going to be available. But like I said, he still does have Godwin, who's just that great slot receiver that almost, I wouldn't say he quite resembles what Julian Edelman was to him in New England, because Godwin's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, but 
he's a, still a fantastic slot receiver. And then you got someone like Mike Evans, who's a great deep threat and just an absolute animal in the red zone. I mean, he's got an insane catch radius. You throw anything within 10 yards of the guy, he's going to grab it as if he's not triple covered. And even if he is triple covered, I'd still give him a pretty good shot because he's just incredible, honestly. I mean, I'm pretty I want to – Go ahead. I just want to predict what's going on with this game, but I'm going to let you finish. What, what's going to happen, basically, how this game is going to like play out. Okay. I did think I, I saw a stat that he has, and this is, uh, I don't have it you know right written down in front of me. It was during a game this season. He has like the second most touchdowns since coming into the league in whatever year he came to the league in. I believe it was 15, I think. 15 or 14 he was drafted to the Bucks. But to kind of like wrap it up, I mean, the Bucks defense is insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, they play so they play with their like heads on fire. And Todd Bowles, their defensive corner coordinator, was getting a lot of looks for head coach, but he wasn't able. And we've to always known Tampa Bay not to be a good defensive team, but like this year, they're we've able to step up in the playoffs too, which to has helped team. their offense produce more because um, it's just all about momentum at the end of the day. And it's good also that they're making stops because it puts their offense on the field. And, you know, Tom Brady is going to be able to milk the clock and milk those possessions so the defense can rest. And Tom Brady's smart too because he'll be doing, you know, short screen plays and everybody's like, or like a run play on like, you know, second down. And they're like, what are they doing? Why are they trying to milk the clock? It's for their defense to actually rest because if you have your defense well rested, you will be able to have high momentum the entire game because they'll be forcing pressure and forcing turnovers. So just to see Tampa Bay's defense just do really, really well in the playoffs is just absolutely remarkable. Well, yeah, and what I was saying about their defense too, and I think one thing that's going to make it challenging against the Packers on Sunday is they undoubtedly have the best rushing defense in the league right now. They're only giving up 3.6 yards a carry uh, based on the regular season. Uh, They only gave up 1,289 yards in the regular season. Uh, They're up there with the best defenses and takeaways with 25 on the season. Of course, that's regular season, not just postseason. No one's picking off someone 25 times in one game. Calm down. But it's going to make that that much harder on the Green Bay offense. And we're really going to have to see if it's going to be a battle of the trenches, probably because that Tampa Bay defense is going to try like all hell to take away that Green Bay run game. And without that run game, I mean, I'm not saying anything against Aaron Rodgers, but it makes it a lot harder to move the ball against a team consistently throughout the quarters without a run game. The way that I see this game panning out is just Green Bay is going to come out on fire. They're going to start like throwing long bombs, throwing, throwing, you know, 40 yard passes. Aaron Jones is going to be able to get the first downs, but I mean, it probably by first half, it's going to be 24 to 10 just by the way that Green Bay is going to be popping out. But Tom Brady is going to be able to keep them in the game within the third quarter. And I think it's going to be probably like what 30 to 17 by the fourth quarter. Then I feel like Tom Brady is going to come out firing. 
in the fourth quarter and their defense is going to be stepping up because I don't want to sleep on Tampa Bay too much, even though we just like hyped up Green Bay a lot because they have had a lot of success this year. I want to say Tampa Bay has been grinding this entire playoffs. I mean, they've deserved every single win from what I saw at least. So to see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers yet again in a playoff game, or not yet again, but I would say just like another, just to see another game of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going at it is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited, which is why I'm thankful that I don't work on Sundays. That's my one no-no. So I'm really excited to see. I mean, Brady's just been throwing the ball. Like, I mean, seriously, like he has been getting some serious zip on his passes. I mean, he's throwing the ball like he's in his mid-20s again, and it's super exciting. But to kind of wrap it up, I think it's going to be a, a battle of the trenches, as really every football game is. I mean, kind of, you're going to need the offensive line to succeed, and you're going to need your defensive line to succeed throughout the game in order to really dominate and take over that game. And that's true to any football game. So that's what I think is going to happen this Sunday with the uh, Bucks and Pack. Tickets are going for $3,500, by the way, for that game. Oh, you want to go? Yeah, I'm done. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to just sell my truck and just, fuck it, let's just go to a conference game. Yeah, might as well, honestly. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. We went during the COVID year. We went and we saw Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady battle it out. What if it was just a blowout, like 72 to nothing? I really hope it's not. But to give you guys my pick, I do think that it's Green Bay's year. I think they're going to win this one. I think it's going to be close. I like them 28-24. But, I mean, like I said in the beginning of the episode, I think the stars have aligned. No one can mess with Aaron Rodgers' good vibes. Yeah, I feel that 100%, and that's why I'm going to have to go with Green Bay also. Um, Green Bay is just in rhythm this season. I don't see the Buccaneers, you know, um, just putting up a fight. Not putting up a fight, but, like, just – beating the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be a close game, of course, but, I mean, overall, Green Bay is projected 53.2% to win the game, and then Tampa Bay is 46, so it's a close game. It's a close line, but I feel like Green Bay is going to win. Right. All right, so on to the conference game that has much younger quarterbacks playing in it, which I think is kind of funny. It's kind of like on one side, NFC, you got like – really really old for football 43 years old Brady and then you got like decently old for football Rodgers and then you got these two young kids with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in the AFC I don't know I just think it's kind of funny two complete opposites yeah two young players or two young quarterbacks in the AFC and two old quarterbacks in the NFC right and I actually have a very very interesting stat about this game that is not going to make Kansas City fans happy. But we're going to get to that a little bit later. We're going to talk about Buffalo first. So talk about the Buffalo Bills. They've had a great year, uh, which I really didn't expect, to be honest. I mean, Sean McDermott, I thought, was a pretty good hire. But Brian DeBull has really just fine-tuned that offense. And I don't know what Josh Allen did over the offseason to learn how to make the football go where he wants it to go. 
But whatever he did, it worked and it worked very, very well because he used to have a lot of issues with accuracy. And I've said this in previous episodes, so I'm going to try not to be redundant, but he's really improved his accuracy over the year and he's limiting his interceptions. He's only down to 10 interceptions. He's got a QBR of 107.2. And I mean, he just makes a lot of things work. He's got an elite arm. He's here to stay. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback wide receiver duo like him, Josh Allen, and Stefan Diggs bind so quickly before, but they have, and they're playing like they can read each other's minds. And Diggs has got eight touchdowns on the year in the regular seasons. That's one shy of his record which was nine touchdowns uh he got that in 18 when he was with the vikings and josh allen fixes a lot of problems to be honest with his athleticism and his craftiness and his great football instincts and iq i mean when that offensive line breaks down half the time he doesn't get sacked because he's just so elusive and it's like he's got eyes in the back of his head he maneuvers the pocket so well He's got great speed. He's tough. I mean, he's really just the perfect quarterback that you would want for that Buffalo Bills def- or Buffalo Bills defense for that Buffalo Bills team. And he also compliments the city. I mean, he's played fo- college ball at Wyoming, which goes great with Buffalo. He grew up in the cold. I mean, he just fits the city perfectly. He was able to defeat the Baltimore Ravens, and the Baltimore Ravens have a good defense, and he was able to uh, have a completion rate of 62% that game. His average for the postseason right now is 7.4, which is pretty decent. I mean, you want that from a quarterback that's going to try to carry you throughout the playoffs. Not carry you, but, I mean, the quarterback, like you said, the first episode is just like a great like salt. Like, they're able to fix everything. And we've seen that in Buffalo where Josh Allen is now popping off and you put a little bit of weapons around him and you're able to succeed in the postseason. Uh, Josh Allen actually, I feel like, is one of the best quarterbacks in football, probably top five, just because of his – he's got like – you don't really like notice it like too much unless you're really looking for it but he's a very big quarterback like he's very uh he can take hits he 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 likes to be aggressive on the rush he had you know an amazing rushing yard uh stats this year because he was just able to find the holes in the defense so to see josh allen now in a conference game against one of or not one of but like the best football team in the league is just crazy to see because now we're gonna bring it back like like we're you know like we said back in the Green Bay conversation it's gonna be another shootout and it's just there's weapons all around him for him to flourish within that game so, I mean, I just think he's going to have a remarkable game also. No, yeah, I think he's going to play good too. And they really, I mean, I hate to 
I really hate talking bad about Buffalo because I just absolutely love watching them. I love watching Josh Allen. I love watching the team. I love the way they play. I love Bill's Mafia. I love how they just light themselves on fire and jump onto like oak tables and like, I don't know, break their septum and they just don't <laughs> care. Like, it's just amazing. It's a, such a unique culture. I've always They're wild been. in Buffalo, man. Like, have you seen the videos of them jumping off like trailers just to like go right on a white table? Like, dude, they're probably awesome. like like eight feet up from the ground, and they just go woo, and they just freaking jump off these trailers onto these white tables, and they're just drunk as shit, and they're just like you know rolling around on the ground, laughing their ass off, and they get back up, and like they have a whole crowd of people like surrounding them, screaming. But like that's the kind of culture that you have in Buffalo right now. It's just they have a very strong fan base, and it's really cool to see them, you know, do good because we never really seen Buffalo do good when we were growing up. Last time they were really relevant was when OJ killed his wife. So, ow, damn. <laughs> I mean, but like, am I wrong though? No, am I wrong? You're, you're not. And it's just, it's a franchise that has been through a lot of pain. I mean, in the early nineties, they went to four Super Bowls in a row and lost all four of them. Oh God. Didn't they lose back-to-back Super Bowls back, back in the to 90s? Back-to-back-to-back, to back, four in a row. Four in a row. I, huh. I just said that. <laughs> this man's out here. So to talk about some bad things, like unfortunately we have to with the Bills. No, we don't. Ex- Actually, yeah, you're right. We don't. So on to the cheap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're extremely one-dimensional, unfortunately, on offense. I mean, they throw the ball like 75% of the time. So they're very, very easy to prepare for, I feel like. Uh, You know they're going to throw the ball nonstop. Uh, They're inexperienced in the playoffs. Sean McDermott's never uh, been to a championship game. Josh Allen's never been to a championship game. Stefan Diggs has, but a lot of people on that team aren't experienced. So that would be an advantage to Kansas City, who, by the way, has, uh, which is really shocking to me because I feel like they're a young team, has the most playoff experience out of the uh, four teams left, which really shocked me to hear. But, oh, well, I guess that's the truth. Uh, their wide receiver depth ain't that good, in my opinion. I mean, they got, Really? No, I, I, I think they got a. I mean, Diggs is great. Don't get me wrong, and he's such a great wide receiver. He makes up for a lot. Yeah, John of Brown, good slot receiver. Cole Beasley that gets you your first downs, and he's also a red zone target. I, I think they have like a decent wide receiver squad behind them. They're missing that. Uh, they're missing that red zone target. I mean, Diggs is the Diggs is a great receiver, but he's more of a you know go route down the field. I mean, he's not as fast as Tyree Kill, but he just kind of burns you down the field. They Do you think they would need, like, a big, like, tight end that can, like, somebody like, you know, Travis Kelsey Kittle or Rudolph when he was popping off for the Vikings TJ two years ago? right now. TJ Hawkinson, yeah. So, like, somebody like that just to kind of, like, target and take hits. George because, Kittle. George Kittle yeah. would look awesome in uh, Buffalo. I, that's uh that's a good uh that's a good move that is a good move dude like his uh his like persona and just the way he acts would fit perfectly with that city and that fan base and that team i would love he'd to be probably happen. he'd probably be top tight on there 
I would think so. I mean, he basically. I think is. he would have a better year than, you know, Travis Kelsey or yeah, Travis Kelsey. Like if he did go to Buffalo, because I mean, you don't really have a quarterback in San Francisco right now. I mean, Garoppolo is there, but like he was injured the entire year. Um, Garoppolo, you know, he performs well, but like Josh Allen is MVP, like, you know, conversation candidate. And that would just be a really good move. I mean, you're right. We, they do need a red zone target because what are they in like in red zone, like overall, like, uh, you know, touchdowns. That I'm not sure, but I well, how's their how's their red zone offense? I mean, well, I, I would mean, assume that it's good. Championship game, it's got to be up there. So right, but it, right. They, I mean, you have Josh just, Allen rushing it in a lot though for touchdowns. I mean, he had multiple like a lot of rushing touchdowns this year. Exactly, which is why I was like talking about how he fixes so many issues with his feet. But it would just help to have that receiver. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of receivers out there that was like Calvin, but Calvin, who's just huge and, or like Mike Evans, I, we were just talking about with the bucks, a receiver that just has a crazy catch radius can jump up and get it anywhere. Kenny Galladay. I mean, Galladay to the bills. I would love that. That would work great in their offense. Him and Stefan Diggs. Diggs get everything underneath. Galladay gets everything over top. That would be awesome. Yeah, John Brown did have the season that we didn't expect him to have. We thought that he was going to be the number two receiver where he was going to get like a tremendous amount of yards and like, you know, an insane amount of touchdown catches. But uh, he uh, he got injured this year. But like one of the games that he did play, like he was kind of a ghost on offense. And Cole Beasley, he, he did – he was consistent. But, I mean, that's not kind of a wide receiver you want to lean on you know, as your number two, I mean, he's a perfect number three slot receiver, but uh, yeah, you're right. They do need a little bit more depth on the wide receiver, I guess you could say, because Stephon Diggs can't just carry the team by himself. But I feel like, um, you know, Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs get the job done, but uh, tight end would honestly fix a lot of their issues in the red zone. Yeah. Big tight end, big receiver, either, or just a big target with a big catch radius that can go up and grab balls from Josh Allen. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, like I said, he's fixed his accuracy issue for the most part, but every now and then he is still prone to that kind of wild pass. So, you know, having someone with a crazy wingspan catch radius, that would help him a lot cut down on that accuracy percentage and all that. So to talk about, which is shockingly to me, the most experienced team left in the playoff, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I mean, they're kind of a known commodity at this point. Uh, if you're a football fan and you're to the point where you're listening to sports podcast, you're going to know who Patrick Mahomes is, you know, Andy, Andy Reid, you probably know Travis Kelsey, you probably know Tyreek Hill. I mean, they've got so many household names on the roster not just on the roster on the coaching staff and there's really just not much to be said about them I mean they do have a I just talk about their defense they have a better secondary than they do a rushing defense so that's going to present probably not much issue to them going off that Buffalo literally never runs the ball so, I mean, honestly, if I think if Mahomes plays, which we honestly like just found out 
that he is playing. He just cleared concussion protocol on Friday, which is the time this is being recorded at. I do think the Chiefs will win. Yeah, I mean, everybody's favoriting the Chiefs right now because, as I mean, like I said before, they're the best team in the league. Um, We were just – everyone was kind of skeptical to see if – Patrick Mahomes was coming back, and if he didn't come back, the Chiefs, I'm sorry, Hink, but you're not going to beat the Buffalo Bills without Patrick Mahomes. And for him to come back now for this game is just its basically life-saving for all of NFL fans because we didn't want to watch a game where Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing. And uh, it's just kind of one of those things where it's just Chiefs are just – such a good team overall when it comes to the passing game also and it kind of brings back to the tight end thing that I said about Buffalo like you kind of look at it like Patrick Mahomes does have red zone target which is his tight end Travis Kelsey uh Lamar Jackson one of the best quarterbacks has Mark Andrews uh Aaron Rodgers year in year out is always finding receivers it's kind of like random with him but he did have uh, tight end this year that did perform really well too. So the Kansas Bob City Chiefs, Tanyan, <laughs> Tanyan man, Bob Tanyan. He just came out of nowhere this year and he had an explosive year. I mean, it's just like another example where Patrick Mahomes has a red zone target and he has a wide receiver in Tyreek Hill where he's gonna be, you know, running those routes and drawing a lot of attention towards the secondary or in the secondary where he's going to just have a really, really good game. Like everybody's going to have a really good game overall in the offensive or in the passing game. But in my opinion, I don't think the running game is going to really do like make a, make a difference. I don't think uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to really have a good game. I think it's going to just be solely based off of how Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid coordinate that offense when it comes to the passing game. And to be fair, um, it's going to be neck to neck because I feel like it's just going to be a shootout. Josh Allen's going to just be, you know, throwing cannonballs and Patrick Mahomes is too. So I feel like the Chiefs are going to win this game. Not I feel, but I know. They are because they just Ooh. seem like the better team. Confidence. Like I, I know, but like they just won a Super Bowl last year. They're having a fantastic year this year. I mean, when you're looking at a team that's 14 and two, it's kind of hard to like, you know, um, sleep on them and go for the underdogs. I mean, I guess you could say underdogs with one, one more loss, which is the Buffalo Bills, but. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is coming back, and he has he is having a career year also this year too. You know what's crazy too about the Chiefs is you just mentioned they're fourteen and two, but they've really kind of stumbled down the stretch. I mean, routinely in the like last quarter of the season, they struggled to put away teams, which I thought was really surprising. Uh, considering the amount of talent on that team and how easy it is for them to just pop off at any moment. But I really think it was probably due to boredom. I mean, that team is so good, and Patrick Mahomes really just plays like a quarterback beyond his years. I mean, he is approaching uh, his third year, third total year starting. So, I mean, he is getting comfortable, but he still plays like – a guy 
Aaron Rodgers age, who has just been doing it for 10 years in and out, like it's nothing. And it's really just amazing to see. And to get to the stat that's going to scare these Kansas City fans is, you know how I mentioned the last quarter of the season, they kind of been stumbling? Yes. So actually, if you look, since week 12, Buffalo has put together the best red zone, the number one red zone ranked defense. This is Again, this is just since week 12. They put together the number one red zone defense. Since week 12, Kansas City has had the 26th ranked red zone offense in the league. It all changes when it comes to playoffs, so in my opinion. I mean, if you want to look at like the Lakers statistics compared to other teams' statistics during the regular season, um, I mean, the Lakers are not going to be like flashing their 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 stats are not going to be flashy. I mean, they do have the best record in the league. Don't get me wrong. I'm bringing it to basketball just to kind of like you know have yeah, a reference. The I guess you could play say basketball. Are even better. You look at the Bucks. Like they have an entire squad of players where they're the second best team in the league but when it comes to playoffs they just shit the bud and I just think the Kansas City Chiefs is just one of those teams where when they hit the playoffs it's just like they start walking on every team because it just gets to a point where that switch is just flipped on and they're able to see through a lot of the defenses the offenses and Andy Reid is able to adjust better than most coaches in the league yeah I think you're right about that I, I mean, I still think it's something to be a little bit concerned about. I mean, you never want to see your team struggle down the stretch, especially in the last quarter of the season, because that's right in that time frame where you want to be playing your best football right before the playoffs, leading into the playoffs, get the boys hyped up to go on a good playoff run. And Kansas City wasn't doing that. But like we said, they have so much talent, such a great coaching staff, where they're able to really overcome those things. And you saw that last week, I think, against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, poor Browns had a great season, but they just ran into a buzzsaw against the Chiefs. I mean, dude, not a lot of teams are going to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead on any given day, let alone in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. So you did see that last week. The Chiefs really just kind of turned it up, went through the Browns defense like a hot knife through butter. That being said, that Browns defense last week is a much more talented defense than the Buffalo defense, but Buffalo has quietly put together with that being said, a nice defense. They don't really have these big name players like to compare them to the Browns defense. They don't have a big name edge rusher like miles Garrett. They don't have a shutdown corner like Denzel Ward. Yeah, but Baker Baker Mayfield's their quarterback, bro. Like they were they were supposed to win that game against the Steelers, and they didn't. I mean, or not the Steelers, but the Chiefs. They did win against the Steelers. They were supposed to capitalize against the Chiefs once Patrick Mahomes came out, and they didn't. And I know you're talking about defense right now, but it just baffles me to the point where you could not come back during that game, and we would be talking about the Browns right now up against the Buffalo Bills. For the AFC Championship, uh, the defense for the, the Chiefs battle of the have West. right, but the defense for the Chiefs has improved in the past two years. I mean, two years ago we were looking at one of the worst secondaries in the league. We were looking at one of the you know worst defenses in the league, honestly, overall, and they were able to make a big like. 
big pickups like Tyron Matthew, and they were able to improve on their defense, and they won a Super Bowl last year, and their defense just did enough to keep them in the game and be able to compete in the playoffs. And I feel like it's just one of those situations again this year where um, the defense is not going to be the reason why they win, but uh, they're going to be able to help them win by keeping them in the game and not getting blown out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still don't expect that Browns team to really compete with uh, – well, I mean, they did compete with the Chiefs, but I didn't expect them to win. I mean, you can even add on the lack of playoff experience. The playoffs are just a completely different game, as you said. It's so much more intense. It doesn't feel anything like the regular season at all. So with that being said, since Mahomes has been cleared today – I do think that the Chiefs are going to win this one. I think this one's going to be much more high scoring. Oh, you're going to say that with confidence, huh? Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like I, it. Yeah, I do think. I'm the glad Chiefs we're on the win. same page for both fucking championship games. Yeah, I mean, wait, I mean, we have, we, we have just want to see combo, the though. Chiefs and the in the Packers. Honestly, that would be one hell of a Super Bowl to watch. I would, and I, honestly. It's looking like it. I do want to see. I I think the Packers are going to win it all, to be quite honest with you. I think they're the best team left. I think the stars have aligned for the Packers. I think the most entertaining Super Bowl would probably be, yeah, probably Rodgers-Mahomes. So exactly what we think is going to happen. It would be cool to see Bills Mafia go crazy, though. I like the Bills. I like how they're, you know, a dark horse team throughout the years. They just start popping off. We should go to Buffalo on a Sunday and just party. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's been good talking to you, dude. Oh, yeah? We getting wasted? I mean, I'm down if you're down. Shit, dude, this thing's still on. All right. Well, guys being dudes. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys.
Thank you.